Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for an episode that's all about transforming network challenges into opportunities. So stay tuned for this enlightening conversation with a man who's changing the game for small businesses, one source direct at a time. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom, it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Boss. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are joined by the mastermind behind One Source Direct, the platform that's reshaping how small businesses and businesses all together network and access crucial data. In a world where time is money and connections can make or break a business, our guest has devised an outside-in approach that's revolutionizing B2B networking. It's a game of quality connections and efficient data access. So whether you're a small business owner striving for that elusive work-life balance or a community bank looking to support your local entrepreneurs, this episode is your gateway to an innovative networking solution. We're about to dive deep into uh, into your mission and take networking or make networking easier, efficient, and more importantly, beneficial for all businesses. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Scott LeBeau. Welcome to the program, my friend. Well, thank you very much for having me. I, I, you notice you didn't see me at a little dance clip there, right? Because I'm not allowed to dance, just to let you know. So as long as we keep it <laughs> non-dance related, I'm good. You're good, man. I got two left feet myself, so you're you're in good company. You're in good company. All right, let's start off with the, with the obvious question right off the bat. Everybody who's coming on the show is coming to promote their business, to talk about what it is they do. So what is it that you do for a living? What is One Source Direct? Uh, it is really just the culmination of probably my own personal experiences of dealing with the, uh, you know, searching the internet and the frustration that comes with it. And actually having several business clients that failed because they, you know, they couldn't market it and they weren't big enough to generate revenue. So they couldn't get loans and they get stuck in that vicious banking cycle. So it just something we sat down one day, we started talking about, it started off as a very small concept and over the last several years, it is grown to be quite interesting and quite fun. Um, we continue to have conversations with people. We continue development of it. It's, you know, they always tell you that if you find something that you enjoy doing, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not really work. Well, that's really for me, this is what this is. I go, this is just so much fun. It's, it's built off conversations. It's built about talking to real life people and not sitting behind a door trying to build something for somebody. So um, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy learning from people. So this is right in my wheelhouse. Sounds like a podcast, man. Sounds exactly what I get to do every single day. Talk to somebody new, learn from them, learn from their experiences. Uh, how, how did you like, how did you decide this was something you wanted to do? Like who's, who's the person that you're talking to most often? I mean, we talk to entrepreneurs here on the show. Who's your target audience? In most cases, being in banking for 35 years, it was just a lot of, you know, uh, business, small business owners and friends of mine that have run our, you know, businesses that have been successful and failed. I think that you can learn just as much from both of those groups. So it was really just about probably sitting down over a couple of beers with some of those people and having some conversations and again, just seeing their pain and trying to figure a way to, to, to help them. So 
Oh, dude, the failures are where the lessons are at. It, it's funny, uh, teaching math for, for a number of years now, almost, a little over a decade now. And one of the issues that I have come across when trying to teach somebody a math skill is that you hit something that you don't know. There's something in front of you and you don't know the answer to it. And there's that point where you can quit or you can kind of continue moving forward uh, in business. Everybody has, well, I, I can't say everybody. Most entrepreneurs have that business. They started and they hit that fail point, that point where they couldn't move forward. And then, and then they ended up going belly up or figuring out a way out of that hole and getting their way out. Um, what was your, why, why did you start going into business? Well, tell me that journey about how you became an entrepreneur. You know, it's funny. I said, I actually think I've been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur all my life. It's just with this, that it really gave me, I suppose to drive to to go past what you just mentioned those hurdles because you know i've had opportunities before but i'm like you know is it really worth the effort is it really worth the time and i think as we started building this and trust me there have been many peaks and many valley valleys over the last several years but it really has just been seeing and getting feedback from people on what we've built and how they think it's going to help i mean to this point i've got people out in, uh, as far out as australia that are actually waiting for us to get over there you know, and so when people that you don't know can, you know, take five, 10 minutes to look at what we've built and say, wow, that's awesome. This, you know, or people say it's really needed. I go, I could have the worst week ever known to man. And I, that one 30 second comment that somebody makes me just lights a fire under me and just keeps me going. And it makes me want to drive even harder. So, but when you, when you, and unfortunately I've had the experience of actually shutting down a business and I've done it more than once. And that is a very humbling experience. And what made me different from some of my peers is that a lot of people would do that over the phone. They would do it, you know, via email. Every conversation I had with those business owners was face to face, you know, because they deserve that respect to me. And I think that sitting down with them and seeing their emotions, it, it really did. Like I said, it really does drive me to try to figure out ways to help some of these people. There's a lot of great ideas. They just don't know where to go. Yeah, no, and, and there's a, a ton of people who have ideas, but when it comes to like operating a business, that's a completely different ball game, right? Like uh, your idea, I heard this, this saying that I thought was really cool from one of my mentors. He said, there's no such thing as a million dollar idea, only million dollar execution. And I think that's where a lot of times businesses kind of fall off is right. they don't know what steps they need to take to execute on. They, they get into business because they have a dream. They have this idea of what business is going to give them freedom of time, freedom of money, a lot of those things. But then reality kind of sets in and they realize, oh man, I actually got to be an accountant now and I got to do some marketing right. now and I got to deal with human resources and employees and I have to put systems and processes together. It becomes really overwhelming. I think that's why nine out of 10 businesses fail in that first year. It's not that they're incapable of delivering that skill set that they have is that business can be overwhelming as a whole. Uh, what's your been, experience been like as you talk to more and more businesses about their entrepreneurial journey? Exactly what you just said. You know, um, in fact, I taught an entrepreneur class for junior achievement. That is one of the few things I've ever harped on everybody about. I said, you need to get accounting experience just because that basic knowledge helps you when you go to talk to bankers, when you talk to your accountant. You know, you have to have some general knowledge, but you know, marketing is a different thing, especially with social media platforms. And like you said, HR, those rules are continually changing. And in most cases, somebody starts a business because that's what they excel at. That's what they want to do. That's what they love doing. But those other things are just become too burdensome. I mean, 
Think about how many businesses close because they don't pay sales tax or federal taxes. I mean, that really simple things to me because of my background, but I'm not, you know, I can see a lot of people struggling with things like that because they don't want to deal with the time and the effort. They think it'll just, you know, I don't want to say go away, but you know, that's almost what you wonder sometimes. So nah, man, I know, I know that frustration. My very first business was a computer repair company. We paid our guys really good. I just didn't know you were supposed to pay the state of California and you were supposed to pay the federal government either. I didn't know those things. Right. So, you know, we ended up when, when we did go under, that was one of those big bills that I was like, how am I going to get rid of this thing? I don't know how to do this. And, and, you know, I ended up going broke that first round making those kinds of mistakes. And I went back to school, got my degree in accounting, learned about taxes, learned about insurance, learned about these things. What was your educational journey? Like, what did you have to learn to get yourself where you are today? Well, uh, my first round in college, I got degrees in HR and also finance. And then I went back uh, 25 years later and finished my accounting degree. Um, and I did that kind of out of a promise to my parents that when I changed my majors, eventually I would go back and do it. But again, I, I did it just because I get that understanding, especially, you know, when I started dealing more and more with business owners. You know, my ability to walk in because they, as a banker, they put so much faith in what you're doing and they trust you you know, to sit down and talk with them to help them explain these, you know, these things because they walk into a meeting with their accountant and they just basically shake their head yes because they, they don't know any difference. So trying to help them with little things. And that's really why one of the reasons I went back to is just to to gain a little bit more understanding so I could possibly pass on some of that knowledge and maybe help. It's one of those things if you help one person out, you've done your job and, you know, you feel great about yourself. So, but just, again, just helping helping my knowledge base so I can help others. What was probably one of the bigger mistakes that you've made in business? I mean, I, I told you one of the biggest mistakes I made in my very first business was not paying Uncle Sam or the state of California. And I've made a number of mistakes there too, not knowing the difference between personally signing for things or co-signing for things versus your corporation signing for things. I made a number of mistakes in business and all of them became uh, education points for me in the future where I can advise people on certain things, um, partially because of experience and partially because right. of the education I learned after that. What were some of the biggest mistakes you made? How did they shape your your business background? I think the biggest mistake I made, especially with respect to OneSource Direct, is I should have done more investigation or you know reach out to some of the people I know that were more technology-driven or coding-driven because the first quarter was a different process and it took way, you know, I didn't understand it enough and I really had to rely too much upon them, you know, and I think since that point in time, I've tried to, you know, do more research up front. So I understand like, you know, marketing plans, things like that. Not that I expect to ever be a pro at that, but just to have that basic understanding so that I, I can speak with a degree of intelligence versus just shaking your head. Yes, because you know how much, you know, much it costs for a dev developer or coder, you know, so you have to understand what you're doing. So when they bill you, you, you don't think that, okay, you know, they just billed me X number of dollars and it's, you know, is that right? Sure it is because they know what they're doing. Well, it's not always the case. You know, sometimes people will take advantage of you if you don't know what you're doing. So just sometimes I think that happens a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But again, so that, that was probably the biggest thing is just, you know, the, that the, I, I suppose I was a little too excited to get this whole thing going and wanted it done yesterday. And that. That's also the other part of it is just making sure you keep the reins in and that you're not trying to rush too far, too forward, too fast, too much, you know, at one time. So 
Yeah, patience is kind of one of those keys. Uh, and, and I think you have, uh, you don't know what you don't know when you first get into business and you expect to be able to do things as quick as possible. And oftentimes going too fast is partially a mistake. Growing too fast can be a big mistake. Not having the resources to, to deliver what you promised upon can be a big mistake a lot of times. Uh, and even though success is a good thing, it's also uh detrimental when you try to scale some of that success because you don't you haven't put the processes and pieces in place to take your business to that next level even though maybe you have that customer flow coming in uh what advice would you give to someone who's getting started today you have an inside out approach uh to to networking which is kind of different tell me a little bit about that and how do you how would you use that to advise people when they're getting started today i think well the approach that we took with our system for example was one that we're the system we built is actually based upon the needs of the end user, you know, and I think in doing it that way, we're, you know, we've never focused on, uh, you know, profits or anything like that. We focus on building something that works, you know, and I've kind of gone, gone with the assumption that, you know, that will help us generate the, you know, the customer base and things of that nature. And we will monitor pricing and all that fun stuff going forward. But I think when, whatever you do, you don't know everything. And I think that's, you know, you see that in a lot of business owners. So I think the ability to sit down and talk to an end user, you know, and if you're a tradesperson, for example, going on your own, it sounds great. You know, you have all these people, but you got to remember sometimes they're not going to leave who they're currently working with just to jump with you, you know? And I think that that is just getting a better understanding of your marketplace, make sure there's a demand for what you're looking for and keep, keep your customers close to heart, keep them involved in what you're doing. And, I think when you are willing to ask people what they're looking for, I mean, I know personally, I would rather have somebody ask me what I'm looking for than tell me what I'm looking for. And uh, that's a big difference because again, I, I know, like you said, I know what I know and I know I don't know what I don't know. And I'm only gonna find out certain things if I can ask that question. And then when you do that, take the time to listen. Take, make sure that you're taking good notes that you understand, ask questions. Because, you know, that type of involvement is, it's worth its weight in gold. You know, you, 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 you can't appreciate that enough until you start getting going. And then you start, you know, maybe hitting a pitfall or two. And you realize that, hey, wait a sec, this customer mentioned this before to me. Why didn't I pay attention? So it's just, it's really about listening when you, when you ask questions. Let's get a, a little specific. I've always heard that saying that facts tell and stories sell. Uh, and I think case studies are a perfect example of that. Things that you have, people have gone through, they feel the same power or the same fear or the same whatever experience that we want them to experience when we can tell it through a case study or through a story itself. Um, well, give me an example of somebody that you've helped kind of take that their, their business at next level to connect them with somebody uh, using your program. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, for, okay, right now we're partnering with certain groups and associations. Okay. For example, right now it's Latin American heritage month. So we're offering, you know, a promotion for those businesses because we realize that they're at a capital deficiency compared to a lot of other businesses. So what we're able to do is actually as part of our platform, we can walk in and say on our platform, you can identify as a minority business, a veteran owned business, a woman owned business or LGBTQ you have the ability to interact with those businesses, but by creating the platform, our goal is to give them a viable platform that allows them to easily connect with other users and not have to worry about investing a ton of money. And I think that's that's really what we've built and why we've built it. So when as we start talking to these organizations about doing it and helping them out, um, 
it, again, it just makes you smile when they sit down and you tell them, hey, listen, this can be private label going forward. This is yours, not ours. You know, we're here to support you. We're here to work with you. And I think I take great pride in building partnerships that are equal. And I think that, you know, as we've talked with these groups, uh, one of the first groups we dealt with is a group called Trep House, and they deal with black and indigenous owned businesses. But that was one of the first things that we talked to her about. How do we help your people? How do we help your clients? How do we help, you know, your staff members? And let them drive what we're doing because again, it goes back to the ability to have that input. And it's, it, you're, you're from the sounds of it, you're helping them kind of target who it is that they're going to be talking to specifically uh, finding resources that are available for those groups specifically. Uh, right. And, and I mean, there's a number of things that you can do when you're helping people network, but when they hire you, they're hiring you because you do something better than other companies that are doing something in a similar space. So what is it that you guys do really well that you're known for that this is the reason why people go and they hire you? I think the biggest thing is there's a couple things. One is just the ability to connect directly with somebody. When you look at a Google, Google uses 200 factors in their algorithms. We use two, location and what you do. So if you meet on both those criteria, any lead comes directly to me. So it simplifies that process, but also like you mentioned earlier, getting the information. On our platform, if you submit an offer or an article, those go, you can take those and push those all directly to other small businesses that want that information because as a user, I manage my profile. So think about, we'll pick on accountants since we're both one of them. Um, a lot of accountants have a newsletter. Newsletter sits on their website waiting for someone to find them and, and, and stumble across it and, and sign up. On our platform, they can take that newsletter and send it out to the small business owners so they know about paying California taxes and the federal government. Little tips like that can come directly to me where I don't have to invest a great deal of time and effort to go out and look for them. They simply can find me. So again, it's just that allowing people to gain access to information in multiple ways. How are you, how are you getting that end user to see the profile? Like I'm, I'm an accountant. Am I like naturally in a database? Uh, for example, I know there are different databases out there, whether you're an enrolled agent, for example, there's a database of enrolled agents, uh, C-Tech tax preparers is enrolled. Uh, there's a, uh, organization for them, CPAs, there's an organization for them. Like all these different, uh, professional organizations have a database. Uh, do you have access to those? Is that how we're getting, um, kind of that, that back end? If I'm, if I'm posting something on your site, how do I ensure that somebody's getting it on the back end? Well, they would have to be a user on the platform. That's about the one way that we can really go across multiple platforms. And that's why, we're trying to partner with these groups or associations to you know help them pull in their member base um so it's just again that's going to be the that's the challenge that we're facing right now is driving that membership and that's kind of what i mentioned before about the crowdfunding it's creating that awareness and helping get the word out about what we've built so uh, but so go ahead that that's going to be the biggest struggle right because i was going to kind of be my next question every business trying to improve become more efficient in some way to mm -hmm. help kind of grow what they're doing you're good at making people helping connect people specifically in their industry um or in their in their organizations uh but what is it that you're that you're struggling with right now what's that thing that you're focusing your attention to make your business that much better it's uh well we already have seven enhancements planned so it's about getting you know like i said the crowdfunding getting early adopters in getting them to try the site, give us their feedback. We want to share with them the uh, the enhancements we have. And then we plan on you know tweaking it and then rolling it out more globally. Initially, we're looking at the U.S. and Canada, kind of like that Las Vegas style soft opening. 
Um, but we want to just do that to kind of test the waters before we really start to ramp it up. So perfect, perfect. All right, and you're you're the leader of the ship, man. You are the captain, you're the visionary, you're the one who's deciding where you're gonna take your business and which direction it's gonna go in. So where do you see your company going? What's the vision for uh, for your for the website, for the networking groups, for one source direct? We uh, early on, somebody told me this is going to end up going somewhere where I least expect it. And that's something we've already keep try to keep in mind, in part because I, I honestly do not know where it's going to be five years from now. You know, we're looking really at the next, you know, four to five months. Let's get this done. Let's get this tested because my board of directors are going to be my end users. You know, focus groups and things like that are going to really help us and dictate to us where we go. So I think that's why for me personally, it's very important to be very fluid to be able to change things on the fly based upon the needs of our user. Because again, why, why build something and why invest all this time and effort and, you know, to have, um, have it go nowhere, you know? Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I get it. Spending a lot of time, a lot of passion behind it. And then, you know, determining or finding out whether the market's going to be there or not, that's the toughest part, but at least you're getting that, ahead of that and learning whether or not it's something that's going to be viable or not before we head out since we're running low on time here people want to reach out to you they want to find out more about what it is that you're doing they want to be part of this platform they want to connect with other people because they know the value of what networking has to offer how can they do that well they can go to our website which is at the bottom of the screen www.onesourcedirect.net or feel free to email me i'm at scott at onesourcedirect.net and um, I will get back to you as soon as I can. You know, we have demo videos on our website. To give you an example, how easy the site is to use, our four demo videos take less than eight minutes to watch. But in doing so, you, you know, you'll see the goal was to build something intuitive, and I think we've done that. And what can they expect if they sign up? Like, if they become part of One Source Direct, what's uh, what, what what can a user expect to experience? A much easier system, a much more cost-effective system. Uh, we are going to use a subscription pricing model, so that way you pay a flat fee. But I think just it's it's kind of like a re-education because you're used to social media now. You have to post all the time. You have to do all these different things. On our platform, you know, once somebody signs up, they can immediately begin receiving a lead. They can immediately begin, you know, publishing or producing their offers and articles and and sending them out to other users. So. Again, it's it's simplicity, but um, it's also pretty powerful. So awesome, Scott! Thank you very much for coming on the show. Last little final thoughts before we head out. Come, come see me. <laughs> come see me. Come talk to me. I'd be more than happy to spend the time. So, but awesome, I thank you very brother. much for your time. So it's been it's been great talking with you. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, scrolling across the bottom, onesourcedirect.net, onesourcedirect.net. Check it out. Networking platform. Learn how to network with other businesses from the inside out. Scott, thank you very much for being on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business Bros! I'm thank so you very much for being on the program today, man. Thank you. I, I'm glad you didn't make me do the high-pitched bros because that would have been really horrible too. And I think people would have tuned out right